working and we are live. Ryan, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are, just in case anybody does not know who you are and what you do. So I own Trot Performance Training. It's in Orange County, California. It's kind of a kind of a place a lot of people like to come to and visit. <laughs> and I happen to own a gym here. Um, I think the coolest part of my story, which is probably why we're here today, is because I was probably one of the first people to start kind of creating online programming for a gym. So there's obviously a lot of online fitness companies. There's obviously a lot of gyms like 24 Hour Fitness and Gold's Gym and all these types of things. But there was really not a point in time where there was like private kind of gym studios like mine that decided that their workouts that they were doing were something that they could sell online. Um, right. And I think that, you know, my community of people blew up really fast. And I started to take not just the programming, but everything that I was doing inside the gym online as well. So I started doing nutrition challenges and they started doing really well. So I put those online and that kind of grew as well. And then to be honest, I didn't really understand exactly like how big I could take it or I didn't really understand a lot of this stuff until I started meeting other people who did more than I did. And then they were like, well, you could do this and this and this, and then you could do this. And I was like, oh man, this is crazy. So like, even just now, like us on the phone together, hope I, I'm hoping that I get to tell you something that will be great for you and for all the listeners as well. Cause I was in the same place where all of your listeners are right now. I was in the same place where each and every one of us are right now. And I just didn't know until I met more people. Yeah, that's, that's really amazing. Like usually this podcast we'll talk to, let's say an Olympic athlete and we'll talk about athletics or we'll talk to somebody about like uh, business, but you've kind of just gone through the whole sequence. You have been the athlete. You've seen it from the athlete point of view. You've seen it from the coach's point of view, the coach's eye. And then you also see it as a business owner. eye. So in a way where a lot of the online training has gone, it's like, how do we automize it? but you've never gone that way. You were like, well, if I, if I automize it, then I'm basically not doing Ryan is he's not going to be there for them. He's not going to feel the workouts. And a lot of it, I see it on the online fitness. Like, have you tried the workouts you're programming or do you just have whatever's up on, on the programming on the board? Just like here. Cause I get a lot of people that will tell me like, Hey, you should have seen yesterday's workout. I hurt my shoulders. You should have seen yesterday's workout. I hurt my knees, but I, you're testing all these workouts. You're going through them with your clients you've done them before so you're programming from from the heart basically from yourself as a coach not just like oh what's the software that's going to kick out all these exercises for me you know i think that's you know that's really cool i mean it's the hardest part of my business too right is like you know i could go in so many different avenues and make so much more money by delegating my time so much better but those workouts to me are so important it's like how everything was built and like, I have a manager of the gym right now. And he's like, I ask him all the time, like, please just make me a sample week. Please make me a sample week. Like you've been here for such a long period of time. I just assume that your brain is going to think like mine and it's going to come out similar. And it doesn't. <laughs> and this has been going on for like seven years now. I keep asking, you know, new coaches like, Hey, like, can you make me a sample week? Do this, do that. I, I tell them like what I'm thinking about when I make it and it doesn't come out the same. And a lot of people will argue with me that, you know, the programming could get, it, it could be 80% as good and it would still be fine because the name is behind it and this and that. But at the same time, my name is so important to me. I, like, even though it's just 20% of the people that would be bummed, like it would really bum me out. And like, I, there's nothing, there's nothing better than opening up the app and being like, damn, that workout looks so cool. Versus like, 
it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I can't deal with it. No, I, 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 that's, it's something I'm going to need to get over at some point because I can't do this forever, but I'm hoping that maybe yeah. I could make so many dope workouts that maybe I could recycle them at some point. But the problem is every year my style changes. I'm like, well, I don't really like what I was doing last year. I like this more. I like this more. And it just keeps evolving and evolving and evolving. But I also think that's why I'm successful because I evolve in the right direction. And I don't think you can yeah. evolve unless you're always in it. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I always see, I, I'll see one of your workouts. And I'll be like, I'm, I'm feeling what Ryan feels. It's like, that's exactly how, it, and it becomes like part of your story. Cause I know that your story has come from, I got lost and the amount of things that has happened in your story. So you started as a bobsled mm -hmm. athlete. Skeleton do first, any... then bobsled. Skeleton, then bobsled. Actually, I was a helicopter pilot first. <laughs> helicopter pilot, <laughs> skeleton, then bobsled. <laughs> but all these things, that you can see it in, in the way that you program. It's like that's the heart and soul of every workout. It's ryan's past ryan's present ryan's future it's it's kind of what amazes me of you not only as a, as a coach but also as a business owner because i haven't seen you fail on your business or like kind of like automize it or send someone else as you're doing it what do you think has been your best investment financially let's say there's a athlete out there just like how when you were an athlete let's just separate ryan the athlete What's the best financial investment you made as an athlete that got you better hmm. as an athlete? Did you like hiring a coach or traveling somewhere to go to a seminar, reading books? Like what, what was it that you said when I was an athlete, this really helped me out? It was never anything that I purchased. It was like more conversations that I had with people who I, I looked up to. Um, and a, a lot of times I think that we're embarrassed or nervous to ask these people some questions. And a lot of times they're really fucking busy or they don't want to answer your questions. They don't want to tell you the answers. I mean, a lot, of, I mean, we would all love to talk to our dream people and be like, Hey man, how'd you become so successful? And I mean, obviously they don't want to tell you that because they put a lot of hard work into it, but every once in a while, someone will just give you like a nugget that just is, is unforgettable. Like I think, I can tell you so many little nuggets that I've had from when I was like 10 to 18 that I never forgot. Whether they were true or not, it was just something that someone told me that I never forgot and it made me live a certain way. And then as I became an athlete, I think that I had those same conversations with certain people that just kind of blew me away. Did you look for those conversations? Like you went over and it's like, I'm going to ask. At the time, yeah. <clears throat> you know, what's interesting now is like now I'm one of the successful people. I'm one of the people that people want to ask questions to. And I'm embarrassed to ask people more successful than me questions. <clears throat> and I get scared about yeah. it. But when I was younger, I was like, oh, I'm going to ask them. Like, no big deal. You know, and then you get older and I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's like every, time I'm gonna, every time I'm going to DM Hormozy about something about marketing and sales, I'm like, <laughs> mm, I don't know. Maybe I should watch his YouTubes again. That's awesome. I, I, I really like that because it's not a financial investment. Usually a lot of the athletes that I've, that I've met here and I work with is, you know, they're sponsored and, and they don't know kind of like where to spend their money. So they're just like at home and they're just doing the work every day. And it seems like that was your story. You just went in and did the work every day. You didn't have to purchase anything. You didn't have to do anything extra. What about coaching? What about the people that are in a, in a gym that want to get better? They want to compete. Do you suggest that they spend more money in coaching or they spend more money on personal development 
of like, okay, what type of uh, programming should I get, which is better for me or not? Like, do you think the coach there is a good financial investment for a high level athlete or can they do it online now with the access that we have? Um, I think it really depends on how you want to delegate your time and how, or not how, but like where, where your focus is going. Like if you want to be like a CrossFit person, like I was, I think it's, I don't really think it's a good idea to really get a coach. Honestly, I feel like some of the coaching stuff is cool, but like CrossFit, like doesn't really make sense. Like if we're really, <laughs> if, if, if we're really being honest, like, yeah, you can follow a strength program, but you're also going to need to be doing a bunch of skill work and you need to be doing some endurance stuff here and there. And like, there is a small strategy to making it all work, but essentially at the end of the day, you're getting really good at overtraining because you're going to go to the CrossFit games and overtrain. So like, right. I always like to make the argument that the best coaches in the world, like people have these certain coaches on a pedestal. You're like, man, well, this person has this many CrossFit games winners and this and this and this. And if we think about like, where was that person on their very first year when they came into the sport? Like Rich Froning's very first time he ever competed in the CrossFit games, he got second. And the only reason he didn't get first is because he didn't know how to do a rope climb. Right. Matt Frazier's very first time in the CrossFit games, he got second place. Like Ben Smith, yeah. who won the CrossFit games, was always in the CrossFit games since he was like 16. And like Katrin, Annie Thor's daughter, you know, Tia Toomey, like all these people, they were going to be who they were going to be no matter what. I don't necessarily, I don't want to say anything bad about the coaches who coach them, but like, in my opinion, these people didn't build them. These people were born. And I feel like in, yeah. in, 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 in that sport, I feel like you really need to know what you're not good at. You really need to work on it. And if, if you're not going to take the time to learn like some of these very basic programming protocols for yourself, I feel like you don't really want to be a winner that bad. But then I also feel like there's people who like in the Olympic sports and stuff like that, like when I was doing that, all that type of stuff, I had a full-time job. I had um, a full-time work schedule like in college and it was definitely beneficial for me to have a strength program given to me from the strength conditioning coaches from the US, USOC. Right. So like, or, and if I was someone looking to get into the Olympics, I would probably pay for something like that if I had a similar schedule. Um, right. Like things like that. Yeah, I think, I think, it, really I think it's, it happens even like at our level, let's say we're coaching a local high school athlete, uh, high school baseball player, things like that. And these, these coaches, they want the name of like, oh, I built them. It's like this kid's been playing great baseball and basketball since <laughs> they were eight years old. Like that's, yeah. You're probably just keeping them from getting injured. Cause they'll go in the gym and try, you know, they're going to max out their bench every week. And then we stop them from doing that. It's like, no, hold on a second. Let's do unilateral work and all these things. So I, I like that. So basically the idea of the investment depends on the athlete and the skill level of what they're trying to do. Some, uh, some sports will be more skilled and sort some sports will be more volume based. And I think that they should be able to tell that, which would be one of our last questions is towards those people. Um, what do you think has been your favorite failure? as an athlete never making it <laughs> that was like a pretty instant response so like for those of you who don't know my story when i was i trained for the olympics for five years in skeleton and bobsled i actually like pretty much was going to be on the olympic team in 2010 and then tore my hamstring and i didn't get to go so i i literally had sacrificed years of my life to make it to this point and then that happened. Um, because of that, I found a CrossFit gym. And because of the CrossFit, like I wanted to go into the military at the time. That's why I started doing CrossFit. But 
when I went into the CrossFit gym, it was something I was trying to do for fun. And I wound up doing it very, very seriously. And then as I got more into that, I was like one of the top athletes in the world. And every single time they'd have these semi world championships to go to the world championships, I would always get like fifth or fourth. And it was always a top three that would go. I even got fourth, like two or three times, like one place off just for doing something stupid. And then, you know, I had this one very particular moment where I like freaked out and like told this person I was going to like kill him on national television and stuff. And it was kind of <laughs> made me look like a, made me look like a bad guy. But uh, you guys can YouTube it, Ryan Fisher, no rep. Anyway, oh. <laughs> um, between not making it to the Olympics and then putting another, you know, seven or eight years into CrossFit and never making it to the big show. And then just like everything I ever did, I was like world class. Like I was such an amazing athlete for every sport I ever did. There's other sports that I haven't even talked about that I, I'm into and I'm very, very good at them. But I never make it to that very final stage. And I think because that keeps happening to me, it lets me put so much passion into my business and all these things that I do. And then just even like appreciation for all the things that I have too. It's like, Hey, life's just not about that. It's about like all of these things. And I don't know, it kind of hit me like probably just like just last year, I was 33, 34 now. And I was just like looking around and I was like, I can't imagine it really getting much better than this. Like, yeah, you can always make more money. You can always have a bigger presence, this and that, but I did what I love to do my entire life. It didn't define who I was. And I was able to build everything I ever imagined and beyond. And I have everything I've ever imagined. Like there's, you know, I, I don't dream about cars or houses or anything. I just kind of dream about having an awesome day. <laughs> Aisle seven. <laughs> Everything's whole foods, aisle seven. But I but I get it. I get it because you 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 weren't necessarily chasing the gold medal. You were chasing that that excellence. And it it shows everywhere. You know, number four, even if you didn't qualify, it's still excellent. Like I dare anybody to just try to go out and get number four in the region in the CrossFit sanctional event. It's like it takes a lot of work and it, it's a very high esteem level i mean it, it, it's really cool that, that you do that and, and it shows to people it's like yeah you, you you keep chasing excellence but the gold medal won't eat, won't make you happy either so let's say you did win do you think you would be happy then if you had won or happier in any way not if i didn't have what i have now and there's a lot of people that do win all the big medals and i had a lot of friends that went to world championships multiple times and they have significantly less than i have and right. i think it's because because they thought that that was what it was going to be all about. And for me, it was, it was, it was always more the path of getting there than it was the actual goal. And I kind of knew that along the way. Yeah. I kind of, I, I felt it along the way. I was like, well, I always knew that like, if I did get there, it was only going to mean this or that. So I want to make sure I'm really good at everything. Like just even, yeah. even just coaching classes, even saying hi to, I want to be fucking good at saying hi to people like I want to be like I want to be a memorable person I want you to meet me and be like that guy was really fucking cool <laughs> like, yeah there's nothing like learning the names of everybody that is in your gym everybody's name everybody's family yeah. like their you know their kids everything I like that um what do you think has been your worst advice that you were given as an athlete on the opposite side of that coin like excellence what about like people advising you stuff that you were like yeah that did not work out well for me I think the worst advice as an athlete is everyone thinks that they have to make it to that big world championship phase and they have to be the best in the world to be able to coach people or to be able to tell to be able to have the authority to tell someone something. 
And that was always something that was handed down to me was like, as I was an athlete, like I'm not listening to him. That guy didn't even fucking win a gold medal or he didn't do this or he didn't do that. Um, and then I, it was never like told to me, but it was always kind of like an unspoken thing. It was like, you can't coach people and you can't be this person until you're this person. And it was kind of a, it was kind of something that definitely held me back a lot in my business because when I first started chalk performance training online as an online option outside my gym, I remember thinking like, what are people going to think about me? Like I wasn't the guy that made it. And like, I wasn't the guy that won everything. And now I'm like one of the only guys out there who's like, you should buy my program. And to me, it was like, why should you buy my program? Like, like I put a lot of time into it and I, and I know it's worth it, but like, I always felt like I didn't deserve it. And in reality, there's so many sayings out there that like, you know, great athletes don't make great coaches and, and this and that, but I think that there's just so much, I think people just have very particular skill sets. Right. And I, I don't know. But that's amazing. That's amazing because it's like, I know a lot of athletes out there and just everyday people that they think if, if I haven't done good on one thing, like excellent, then I'm nobody in the rest of the stuff. And sometimes that's the wrong way to be looking at things. I mean, you can be an awesome person, great person. You can be happy depending on what you have inside. And then you're allowing that lack of like winning over others to slow you down from being excellent in these other things that you have. So, you know, I'll see it in the business side, like somebody's gym is not performing very well, but then that trickles down to them not being a good parent either. Like I'm not going to, I can't spend time with my family because I'm stressed about my business because it's not a multi-million dollar business. Like, hold on a second. I, I don't think that that should transfer over. So I, I like that, I, that you're talking about that. A lot of people need to hear that, you know, um, it, it's, it's good advice for people to know that just because you didn't get the gold medal here doesn't mean that you can't do the other things at a great level and be happy. You know, I think a lot of the best people in their field right now are not the best. They weren't the best athletes or the best real estate agents or the best, you know, gym owners or whatever. They were like, they're pretty good, but they have a way of speaking to people. Like I'll never forget my, I think it was my ninth grade science teacher who also was my track coach. And he told me that when you get older, every time you fill out a job application, the most important thing that you can write on that application is that you communicate well with people and you learn things very quickly. Like, if you can tell them that you're going to jive with everybody in their community and you're going to be able to learn quickly and you're going to be able to fit in, you're going to be fun. It's going to be it. huge. And I never yeah. like thought that I was like, I don't know. I have to kind of go to Harvard or something or like, <laughs> I kind of have to, you know, like, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but like at the same time, it was like, I really want to have all these stats and be like, I'm, I'm this, yeah. and this and this and this and this and this. But it's true. And, but like you have mm-hmm. your mar- your marketing business, for example, like what, what, what would make Ryan a marketer is like, People trust you, man. Like you, yeah. you tell your story how it is. You tell your, your, your tales how they are, your wins and your losses. And that becomes the credibility. What you were talking about, like what, what, what accolades do you have for people to trust you? You're you. You've, you're that person that people can say, he's opened himself up for me to know him. That's exactly what I want to do because I'm not buying Ryan's programming. I'm buying Ryan. I'm not buying Ryan's marketing. I'm buying Ryan. So that, that to me, as a consumer of everything that you do and everything that you have, it's like, I'm looking at it from the eyes of like, if I trust him, I'm going to give him, you know, the money or I'm going to give you whatever it is needed. So I'm going to give you my, my, my training. Here's my body, Ryan. You give me the programming. I trust you and what you're doing. 
So I like that because it's the same thing that we go back to. It's not searching for the gold medal. It's the game itself of life that allows us to be happy within it. Um, when you do you ever get overwhelmed with what you're doing and go through a slump in your training design, in your owning the gym, in your athleticism, like in, in your training? I know a lot of my clients, for example, and people listening, they'll go through what I call a training slump. Like once or twice a year, they'll be just off for a whole week or two. You just don't feel like working out. Does that ever happen to you? hundred um, <laughs> percent. Training slumps are, I don't get them a lot. I, I definitely get them. I mean, it's, you're saying twice a year. I probably get them like 10 times a year. You know what I mean? But like they last probably about a week. And then in that time, I'll probably just completely change my training. Like I'll stop doing intervals or I'll stop doing bodybuilding. I'll get out on my bike a lot more. I'll get outside. And like, I live in California, so I, I can paddleboard and surf and stuff like that. And I think that makes a huge difference. Or even sometimes what I'll do is if I work out later in the afternoon, most of the time, I'll just kick myself in the ass and wake up super early and just like train at a different time. I'll just completely change everything. And, and that to me is like a quick fix and I'm good. But in terms of business, Man, that happens all the time. I, I stare at my screen on my computer trying to make programming probably like every two or three weeks. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, it's just, I've been doing it for such a long time. And then yeah. I get in a, I get in a groove and I'm like, okay, like you're really good at this. Like that was, that came out amazing. Like you should be happy. Um, people don't know that people don't, people think that Ryan works out every day, six days a week. And he's just jacked and everybody that needs to do that or, They'll look at a Rich Froning or a Fraser and be like, what? Professionals work out three times a day for seven days a week. And we and they do that every day of the year. And it's like, well, I, I don't know if that's true. I, I'm pretty sure we all go through a training slump at some point. We all have to deload or change at a certain time. Um, I know there's, there's programming for Olympians. It's four years. It's not a, oh, let me do this eight-week running program for a track athlete like that that doesn't happen because they'll get burned out from training and the volumes so i wanted kind of people to hear like look we go through it. It, it it sometimes you need to change things and that's what works for ryan you you switch it up you go bodybuilding this week or you just go straight into swimming or, or biking like you said um and people don't think that way so they'll run themselves to the ground trying to change trying to chase these like th that's not the reality you know Um, so I wanted people to hear that. And if it happens in business, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I stare at my screen too when I'm programming and be like, uh, I don't know, we're, we're done with this cycle. I don't know if they're going to want the next cycle. I don't know what they want. And then I start thinking about it and I stop myself and I'm like, no, I just got to be me and just keep doing the things that I know that have worked in the past and go from there. So a lot of it is sometimes I'll get stuck and watch you on your stories and be like, look, Ryan's able to talk about it, how he was for an hour and a half creating one exercise or one workout. It's like, yeah, man, happens it, all the time. Happens <laughs> <laughs> all the time. You know, is that, that's amazing. Thank you for that. I, I, I think people need to hear that more often. Like, you know, there's changes and throughout the year, there's ups and downs. There's undulation in what we do, you know. Um, there's lots of people out there, Ryan, that have no idea what they're doing. And some of them kind of have an idea. And then we're just mixed into gyms everywhere around the world. So I'm going to leave you with this last question. If every gym can have a banner from Ryan Fisher, uh -huh. banner, 
around the world in every single gym, what would that banner say? What would be your message that you want everybody to know, you know, when, when they, when they look up, you know? Hmm. I'm trying, like, I know what I wanted to say. I'm just trying to think of the words to say it in, but like, I think people need to understand that everything that is hard, like whether it's putting down the cupcake, you know, not eating the ice cream at night or doing the extra sets that hurt real bad in the gym, like no matter what it is, like all of these things are very temporary, like they're very temporary, uh, like indulgences, right? Like they're like, you, you really want this one thing that tastes like so amazing, like a piece of chocolate cake or something. And it's like, you're, you're going to like it for 10 seconds. You know, you, you don't want to be in a super painful set of bench press or squats, but it's going to be painful for 10 seconds. And you know, there's nothing that like, you're going to have an infinite amount of time in the mirror looking at yourself being like, this is worth it all the time. And there's so many people out there right now that are looking in the mirror and they're like, I hate my body. I hate the way I look. Um, and it's really because you're very weak in these like very small time windows. Like you wake up in the morning and you know that you should only have like three eggs and a slice of bacon or, you know, a small bowl of oatmeal and like a small bowl of fruit. But instead you're like, well, there's some extra cold pizza from last night or there's this or there's that. And like, before you know it, it's just like one little thing. And then the next person tells you, oh, it's not going to be a big deal if you mess up today. And then the next day someone else says it. And then you know, your, your, your brain tells you this or that, or blah, 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 a little devil on your shoulder. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. And like, before we know it, like even just the pandemic, for instance, the average person gained 20 pounds. Uh, and, and then wow. even 10, 10% have gained over 50 pounds. And these are just people that they were in a routine and now they're not. And the average person is 20 pounds heavier. Like these are just very, very simple things. And we're just, we're giving into the very, like the smallest little things. Like and giving up so much, yeah. giving in and so many little things. So, so the banner would be like, "Don't give up a lifetime of happiness over a moment of pleasure." Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's 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 exactly what what you're <laughs> teaching out there. It's a, it's yeah. these things are just momentarily, and they're not gonna make you happy, and you're definitely gonna be unhappy over the long run. So, man, that's perfect. Thank yeah. you, Ryan. I, I really appreciate your time. Um, I want people also to know that you have the Carb Cycling Challenge. You have your website. You have the programming. Can you tell us a little bit about that before we go? You guys can find me on Instagram. It's Ryan Fish, R-Y-A-N-F-I-S-C-H. Ryan Fisher wasn't available. Someone already took it. <laughs> uh, and then pretty much everything about me, you can just find at chalkperformancetraining.com. Like you, can, you can go to the actual gym location. You can go to the online location. And then... Um, if you ever have any questions, you can just hit me up anytime. Perfect. Well, thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate your time. I'm going to end it here, and I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of the week, my man. All I right? appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.